Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Face to Face Podcast. I'm Mark Fang. I'm Jerry. I'm Sean. Today we have a very special guest. We have Mr. Wagner. Mr. Wagner, can you introduce a little bit about yourself? I'm Mr. Wagner. I've been a teacher at John Burroughs for 35 years. Um, I teach history, 7th, 9th, and 12th. have three kids, a wife, and a cat. So, like, you're a Duke fan, a basketball Duke fan, is it right? I am. And uh, how long have you been a Duke fan? Okay, I'm not a diehard Not a diehard? Okay. My wife is the diehard Duke fan. Fan by association? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember... uh, Hansbro. He played for UNC. He was from the boot heel of Missouri. He was a great power forward. Um, and I, unfortunately, you know, loved to watch him and cheered for him. Uh, I think my wife threw her phone at me when she heard me cheering for Hansbro. She's the diehard <laughs> Duke fan. So, um, but I do love Duke. Do you think uh, college basketball is better than the NBA? The NBA is just run and gun, and there's so little defense. But I have to say, I, I do like the NBA, but I don't watch it as much as I do college. All right, so we got past sort of the basic questions, and uh, now we got to dive deep into the historical stuff, right? So we're going to start off with a game. Um, <laughs> Wait, already? Yeah, we're going to start off with a game. All right. Okay. All right. Um, so I'll explain the game to the audience and to you, of course. Uh, it's a who, who am I type of game. And everyone picks a historical figure. Everyone goes around in a circle and gives a hint. Usually uh, first insignificant and then move on to more significant so other people can guess it. And then um, anyone can guess uh, anyone's figure at any time. And the first to guess someone's Someone else's historical figure wins the wins the round. Okay. Okay. All right. So who wants to start? You want to start? I can start. Yeah, I have. Good. Okay. One hint. Okay. So yeah, yeah, my historical figure, hint number one. Um, born in, a, Jassio, France, a Yassio, France. Um. Any ideas there, Sean? Maybe the Eiffel Tower guy. Nah, I don't know. The Eiffel Tower guy? I don't know. Is it Napoleon? <laughs> it's Napoleon. <laughs> is it Napoleon? It's yes. Napoleon. Yes. Oh, Mark wins. Oh, one hint. Oh, my God. Mark, Did you guys say that? I feel like that was a little too obvious. <laughs> Mark, Mark definitely heard it. No, I, I swear no, no, to God. No, no, he didn't. He didn't. Okay, okay. Was, right. it, was it actually Napoleon? Yes, it was. Okay. <laughs> you you should have you just said a JC or whatever that was. Because, like, France, like, yeah. there's only one. Like, my other hints were, like... Born in 1769, he was the first consul of France, the first emperor of France, fought 80 battles and lost 11. Mm, okay. Mm. Should I go next? Okay, yeah, yeah so you okay. have one point. All right, this, this is a really insignificant hint. Um, he was kicked out of college. That's my hint. Mm, wow. Is it Adolf Hitler? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no. Oh, was that like art school or something? Yeah, that was art school. Oh, that was different. Kicked out of college. No guesses. Can we get another hint? Yeah, second hint. Second hint? All mm-hmm. right. He was a lawyer. 
kicked out of college, but he was he a, lawyer. a lawyer. Yeah, it's gonna be like Abraham Lincoln or something. All right, all right, hand number three. Wait, I keep going with more yeah, yeah, you okay. keep going. Uh, he was born a Russian during the reign of the Tsar, of the Tsar, Tsar. Sorry. <laughs> Wait. Okay, so he's he's Russian. He, he was kicked out of college. He became a lawyer. A, a lawyer, and he was born in Russia during. Do we know which czar? The last one. The last one. Hey, everybody. Uh, it's hard. Trotsky. No. Who's that? Should I keep going? I think I think someone will get. Is it the Joseph historical figure Stalin? after? I have no clue. That's just someone. Um. All right. Of... Fourth in. You guys yeah, ready? Yeah, yes. Ready. All right. This is the most significant, I think. Uh, he was extremely inspired by a man who wrote the Communist man- Manifesto. Lenin. Wasn't that? It Lenin? was Lenin. Oh. Won the round. I get Good a job. Point. You got a point. He gets a point. You get a point. Hey, I was going to say Lenin, but I wasn't Come on, confident. Man. I like, wasn't confident. He, he was inspired by Karl Marx. Like, yeah, I, was I, I don't know if I'm prepared to play. You guys like have really progressive facts. Yeah. Mine mm. are Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you go, Sean. Oh, you want me to go? All right, Sean goes. All right. All right, so this person really liked apple pie. <laughs> Is it George Washington? <laughs> no. Okay. Right. He's yeah. definitely American. You never know. He actually liked apple pie. Yeah. Okay, next in. He loved cats. Okay. Like like that was, like really loved cats. Mm. Okay. Next in. Next. He's six foot four. Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> Is that me and Mark? Hey, you hey. took my guy. Um <laughs> <laughs> And I didn't know any of those hints. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Where'd you get the apple pie thing from? I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who, who, do you, who do you think won, Sean? Who do you think won when that round? I think I said it first. I think I said it. I think, yeah, yeah. It, maybe it was a tie, actually. I'll, I'll give you a pity <laughs> you, you point. Won. I'll give you a okay, pity point. Okay, pity point, pity point. Okay. All right, so... Can, can I get a pity point? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I want to know more about Sean's research. So, he loved cats? Yeah. What did it say about that? I think well, it was like, we don't research. we don't think of Abraham no. Lincoln with cats around also, the White House. Well, I, I was I saw a video. I don't know if this is just like not true at all, and I'm making stuff up. But like I saw a video and it talked about how he was like known for like around the White House. He would just like pat cats. Really? Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. Okay. It's, it's a weird, so, guys, all right, listen up, guys. Should I pick a person that? you guys know from my class or somebody totally random it's up to you we might do another round if we if we if we want to so well if it's someone in your class, yeah let's let's do another round let's do another round this is going pretty fast i want to know because i'm not in your class boy if it's something that we all all the classes learned about yeah but it's like in the curriculum okay yeah don't don't do someone like super obscure because we're not gonna we're not gonna get it but you can do somebody like not super famous but he's like still known you know he's still notable for for something Okay. Damn, I just feel like I'm gonna give this away. All right, here you go. Um, His father took him to a temple 
and made him swear an oath. Do we know what religion? What temple? Mm, that's all you get. Okay, just a temple. All right, okay. A temple. So it could I'm, Buddhist. I'm thinking it's Buddhist or something. Could else. Could be like. Grover's really smiling. I think Grover thinks he knows who it is. So it's Buddhist. Uh huh. Because that's what he wrote his term paper on. Yeah. Oh. Can we get another hint? Yeah, you want to go on to second round? Yeah. Nobody's yeah. guessing? No. No, not yet. Okay. I don't want to give it away. This is going to give it away. He was a general. He was a general. Huh. Buddhist general. Maybe he's not Buddhist. Yeah, maybe, maybe Grover just doesn't know. <laughs> Grover <laughs> is all-knowing. <laughs> Grover is the Buddha. No, I don't know any Buddhist generals. Yeah, I mm. also don't. I think we need another hint. One more hint. I think I can. I think we might be able to get on this one. Okay, you guys are gonna get it now. All right. In a single day, he killed forty thousand of his enemy. Oh. Is it Hannibal? It is. Yes. Mark Fang. Oh my God. Way to go! You weren't sleeping in class. I was not. <laughs> All right. I was Battle of Kanai. Battle of Kanai. That's mm -hmm. right. Yeah, yeah, I was sleeping. Were you? What were you doing during class? Oh, I knew. I knew. I knew which battle. I knew which battle he was talking about. Like the one in like a single morning or something. Like he killed forty thousand Romans. Yeah, I don't, I don't like think that. you're I don't listening, know. man. Yeah. I, I promise, but hey, you study the Punic oh, yeah, Wars. That's true. I study like. Oh, oh that's. Oh, I forgot you did yeah. your term paper. Unfair advantage. I don't know. All right, what so Mark has two. Uh, yeah, Mark has two. I have one. Mr. Wagner has one. Yeah, I was definitely okay. <laughs> I have another one. You weren't even in the class. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was gonna do somebody, but then I realized that Sean probably knows him pretty well because of his term paper. So Genghis Khan. That's why I had to. Yeah, that's why I had to change it. So give me a point. No. <laughs> All right. No point for so, you, Sean. Sorry I about need that. Your point. first hint is, as a young man, he spent three years in France because I think it was like the king invited him or somebody invited him. The king. Three years. I don't know if it was the king. Like some three noble guy, though. in France. Oh, Ben Franklin. No. I don't know. A second hint? Another hint, yeah. I feel like that was that one was pretty general. Okay, um, as a young man, he served for Ludovico Sforza. Say again, Ludo, Ludovico Sforza. Who? Okay, is, is just tell me where's the where's Ludo Kiko from? I can't tell you. <laughs> you can't tell me. Ludovico okay. Sforza. Maybe you'll know in the next scene. I don't know. I think I was sleeping in class. Are <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys want a third hint? Yeah. All right. These are kind of hard, but this one's gonna be bigger. He was born in Florence, Italy. Oh, Michelangelo. No. Uh, it's gotta be an artist, man. Florence. I don't know who's the artist. Uh, uh, Van Gogh. No. You only get one guess per round. I think that 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 should okay, be a rule. That should be rule. Otherwise, yeah. you can just like. Three years. Four. 
Ooh, I, oh, I think I know. I think I know. Please, can I get one more hint? No. Or no, not hint. Can I get one more hey, guess? Hey, no. hey, put me in. Next round, next round, just put say it early. Okay, okay. Just say it early. I don't know. Go. No All right, next hint is he came up with the concept of a flying machine. Da Vinci. Yeah. Why am I so good at this? Bro, you were I'm not sleeping in this. class. Mark was not sleeping in class. Oh, my. Bro, we did not talk about that guy. Even though, like, that's kind of obvious. I know, I know. That, I, still, I had to make common. the second one a little harder, you know? Because Napoleon was a little too easy. Because, okay. like, when you say France, you know, he's, like, the most famous French guy. All right. Should I go? I don't have anything anything written down, so this this one might be kind of... Hints might be kind of bad. Um, all right, it's fine. All right. First hint. He was born in Germany. <laughs> hey, it's, it's, it's not who you're thinking of. Okay, okay. It's, it's not, not who you're okay, thinking okay, of. Okay. Wait, wasn't he born in, like, Austria anyway? Yeah. Yeah, he was Austrian. No hints? Einstein. God. Is it right? Is it right? Yes, it is. Einstein. Oh my <laughs> gosh! I wasn't sleeping, bro. I wasn't sleeping. How? <laughs> How? Like, I don't know. I just know he was like born in Germany, and then he was like the pre- he like got invited to be the president of Israel or something like that. What? No. No, I don't. Th- I don't no, think no, no, that no, no, happened. No, no. I, I, I don't know. I think yo, yo. I saw it somewhere. I, I was sleeping in class, bro. Where did you? Like... I, I don't know. I I think he was like he, was he got invited. His, he was sleeping his whole he life. He was dreaming bro. in class. <laughs> he got invited to be like the Israeli president or something. But he, he Maybe declined. Maybe he did. I don't know. He declined. It was Albert okay. Einstein. That's two points. How'd you it's get that so quick? All right. You know, maybe we should have a point bonus, you know, for how many hints. Like, if you get it on the first hint, you get three points. And if you get it on the third hint, you just get one point. Because what Jerry would pick up, what, it's three kind of points? No, no, I don't think he needs three points. <laughs> I think he's fine with one point. <laughs> All right. Okay, so Mark's right, in the lead. He has three right am now. I, am I going? You're yeah. going, Sean. Yeah, they're going to get this one, too, really easily. Um, <clears throat> he was born at a place called Pope's Creek. The Pope. <laughs> no. The Pope's Creek. Hey, this is good. This is good. Sol- solid guess. <laughs> All right. All right. No, no, no. Hold on. Pope's Creek. I've heard that before. All right, second hint. Uh, he's usually shown on horseback. Paul Revere. Um. Oh, I think I have a good guess. Lee. Hmm. Alexander the Great. No. That was a good guess. All right. You Wait, no, not Pope's Creek though. Wait, maybe. I don't know what Pope's Creek is. Hey, 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 this next one's gonna like actually give it away. All right. Okay. Uh, there's like a thing. There's like a general consensus consensus that he had wooden teeth. George Washington. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that gave it away. I, I thought you were gonna get it because you guessed George Washington. Yeah, for my hey, last we're tied, one. Mark. We're tied. No, we're not. Coming back. Yeah, sure. Three, three. Okay. But if under the modified point, I would uh, be winning. Award. Yeah, but, but I, think we never, Jerry I already got. I already got one with. Uh, oh, he got the Napoleon guess. one. Yeah. Oh. Well, but gosh. I got one with first guess. I got your your one with first guess. So we're uh, we're still tied. No, so I'm winning. Cause those cancel out. <laughs> hey guys, I think we should do it like golf for whoever has the least points. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All Mr. right. Wagner. All right. Um, any historical figure yeah. or any any, any literally anything. Okay. You can make it like more obscure, I guess, because now we're getting to like the end. So okay, don't make it too obvious. Okay. All 
is known for his eloquence. Thomas Jefferson. No. Aristotle. Ben Franklin. No. All right, so you all, all right, guessed second. there. Um, I don't want to give it away. Hey, Jordan Peterson. Peterson. <laughs> um, He died relatively young. Socrates? No. Is that a good Plato? guess? No. Okay, none of those three. Um, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Third hint. He was a minister. A minister. <laughs> so this one might take a while, guys. Oh, no. Okay, I guarantee that all three of you know this person. Oh. Is that another hint? Okay. Well, it's MLK. just like... Yes! What? Look at him! Pull oh. it out! He's awake in class! Shake and bake! All right. <laughs> guess not this year, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I guess that concludes the game. Eloquence. Hey, guys, oh, I got a yes. point. That makes sense. Mm. All right, so I think we'll go back to the questions now. All right. Um, so I guess you we guys can have... go a little bit deeper with the questions. Oh, yeah. Like some more, yeah. some more interesting questions. Let's dig deep. Um, so we've had you in class this year and we know that you love battles and wars and like generals. Mm -hmm. And so just, this is kind of a broad question, but who would you say is the greatest general? Of the all greatest time? general? I, I think Hannibal. Hannibal? Hannibal? I think Hannibal was the greatest general. Um, why not Napoleon? Why not like with Napoleon or, or yeah, or Genghis Khan who conquered What are the, the factors territory? that you decide that with? Yeah. Well, okay. So the Mongols, um, I think it was more of their style of fighting. They were horse archers, and they had a style of fighting that was um, really unknown to allow the people they were attacking. They were masters of um, the fake retreat. Did you write about this in your term paper, Sean? The fake retreat? Yeah. They no. would start <laughs> fleeing and then they would draw their opponents out and then they would circle ba back um, on opposite sides and then attack from the flanks. So... Um, they were also really good because they were... Uh, at the root nomadic people and they could uh, like, yeah. basically run around these big empires and lay siege to them slowly and then right. also if they needed to they could just charge in and uh, just massacre the city if they right. needed to. Okay. And, okay, they, sure. and they were born on horseback exactly, practically. Yeah. And they really like agile horses. Mm -hmm. So the Mongols were very interesting and I've read a fair amount about them. Um, now, what about the case with Napoleon? Why would Napoleon not be... Okay, so in my defense, World Civ II is never my favorite, and I haven't read that much about 
um, Napoleon's battles. Um, the reason I think Hannibal is the greatest general is because he took the battle to the Romans and kept his army alive in enemy territory without having established, you know, um, a supply chain. He didn't stop on his conquest to conquer cities. He knew he had to get to Italy quickly because the Romans were sending a force to Spain. And he stayed in Italy for practically a generation. Um, a lot of people choose Scipio Africanus, who defeated Hannibal. Um, I just think Hannibal was the master of choosing and coming up with a strategy for the battle site he had. Hmm. And Napoleon had modern weapons. I mean, the fact that they killed 40,000 soldiers in a morning, as I said in class, that's almost what we lost in the Vietnam War. So, I don't know, I have a book in my room, I'll show it, it's How Great Generals Win. And I've read that book a couple times. Um, Do you know anything about uh, Sun Tzu? Um, I might pronounce his name Sun Tzu. Sun. Yeah, I, I'm sure you're pronouncing it correctly. Yeah. Yeah, but you mean the Chinese um, master who wrote The Art of War. Correct. Yeah, yeah. What do you know about him? I just I just knew uh, he wrote the book about mm -hmm. um, his military strategies, and um, one of his famous quotes was like, um, I don't I don't, I'm probably not quoting him directly, but it goes along the line of um, like if appear weak mm -hmm. when you're strong, and appear strong when you're weak. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like deception is really important and I agree oh. absolutely and you know I have not read all of the art of war I've just read short passages but everything I've read you know has impressed me by Sun Tzu and I think deception is one of the key factors <clears throat> I yeah. think that's what makes Chinese great Hannibal like incorporated that or do you think he Oh, he absolutely did. So, you know, he, he did things that the Romans didn't think was possible. And he got out of bad situations using deception. So one time he encountered, he needed to get to this location, and there was this big marsh area. And nobody thought he could get an army through there. And he got his army through that marsh and surprised the Romans on the other side. And that's where, um, I think it was malaria he contracted, and he lost his, he lost one of his eyes doing that. But he completely surprised the Romans. And I think deception and really also the ability um, to outflank your enemies. And so Kanai, he did a double envelopment. Kanai is still studied at West Point. Um, and one of the best term papers I ever got um, was from this kid, and he, he said, Mr. Wagner, Hannibal wasn't the first to do the double envelopment, and he found that the Athenians did it 
um, at the Battle of Marathon. So anytime you can do a double envelopment around the flanks, that's the hardest thing um, to do to an enemy because they're, they're trying to protect their flanks at all times. I'm gonna go back, you know, I mean, I love Buddhism. I think, uh, I think Buddhism really introduced um, a way to live your life. And it, it seems like it's growing. Though the whole notion of nirvana seems just impossible to achieve. Like you have to stop wanting everything and you're yeah, left with like that the, final... the Dalai Lama. So, on the topic of religion, you don't practice any religion. And is that true? That's true now. Yeah, so, and, and why is it? Why did you make that decision? So, okay, so I grew up as a... in a household that practiced the social gospel, a very progressive Christian church. And I grew up a Christian. Um, and then for a long time, I was trying to do religious backflips, trying to make all religions the same. And they aren't, you know. The religions actually, there's some commonality, but if we try and make them all say the same thing, we're really diluting them of, you know, their uniqueness and what they were trying to say. Um, and then one day, I just, um, I think I slowly lost my belief in God over a long period. And it was actually when my mother-in-law was um, experiencing the loss of her husband. And a part of me, you know, the, the old part said, I should say a prayer for her or something. And then the rational part of me said, that's, that's BS. What I should do is pick up the phone and call her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't pray for her. And um, <clears throat> my, my father in particular, who was a minister, you know, said, oh, you should be an agnostic, not an atheist. An agnostic believes there's some God out there, but we can't understand the God. I said, no, I'm an atheist. And I found it incredibly liberating. Like, now I can look at all belief systems and just say, you know, I mean, it's fine for other people, but I just think they're made up stories by humans. We've it, made them up. If you, like, don't really believe in mm -hmm. a certain, like, religion, do you, like, still feel like Buddhism would be the one that you kind of try to live a little bit by or do you feel like you're completely separated? Absolutely. No. I don't know if I believe believe in the whole nirvana thing, but yeah. I definitely try and sometimes. practice that. Um, what was really interesting is that even though um, you know, I, I stopped believing in a god, it actually made some things better. Like, mm -hmm. I don't believe in an afterlife. That means every day, Sean, like, is so precious. This is it. You only live once. <laughs> we, uh, this is it. One shot. Okay? And it also increased our human agency. 
Okay, I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna piss off a lot of people here, but if, if anybody's out there listening in the great go, internet go world, I, I hate it when people say that's God's will. Like, I don't believe in that at all. And like, we can make things happen. I don't believe we have absolute control over destiny. There's luck, there's chance, bad stuff happens. But we make it happen. Not some, you know, deity. Do you think that like fate and destiny make it easier to process things? Cause like, if you think, oh, well, when I say you get stopped at a red light and mm -hmm. then maybe there a car accident happens a little bit in front of you, then you think, oh, God saved me by putting this red light. Do you think that it's just easier for people to like believe that sometimes? I think so, but I don't believe that. It's just <clears throat> luck. Yeah. What I think, I feel like um, people who are religious, mm -hmm. I mean, to me, it seems like really comforting that there's this being that's looking over me. Yeah. And that's what I kind of think. And that's sort of what I believe in, right? Because, I don't know, it's just comforting, right? That's it some, is. Someone Maybe besides that's... your the people that you have relationships with is, is actually caring for you and is deciding... Um, what your life is going to be like and, and how to... And has like, control over things that well, nobody else has control You are absolutely right, and I deeply miss that. And I sometimes feel lonely because of that. <clears throat> but maybe, like, the but easiest I don't... thing isn't, like, what's real. Just because it feels easier doesn't mean that's what you have to believe. Are you agnostic, Jerry? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. I like I feel like there 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 could be, but I don't actively believe that there is. I think Mark you're it it is deeply comforting. Mm -hmm. And I tremendously miss that. I also miss the community. So Yeah, that's I thing. like being around people who share the same values. And I still sh I still have those values. I went to church for a long time. Okay, I was I was even an usher and everything, and I was the atheist. But I went to a pretty liberal church, and I know I wasn't the only atheist at the church. Um, so I miss that, and my wife and I even talk about sometime going back to a church just because that's like the only place where you can go, and there are people, I mean, it's about values. And you're searching for people who share the same values. Here's the thing. I deeply believe in redemption. But I don't believe God gets that. And here's, okay, here's the thing. I, now I'm melding my Christian faith here too. So I just don't believe in God anymore. But this was part of my Christian faith. Like, you have to come clean. We all do bad stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I was raised that to have the forgiveness of God, you have to own up, honestly. People who too readily say, oh, I messed up, I messed up, they're, that's too easy. You've got you've to own it. And here's the thing, if you own when you really mess up, you feel bad. 
And the hardest thing to do is find a space to forgive yourself. Mm. So I still believe in redemption. And redemption is owning up that you have made serious mistakes. But somehow getting to the place but where you forgive yourself. But how do you know you're not just forgiving yourself as a way to get out of feeling bad? And somehow you hold, I messed up, but I'm going to try and forgive myself too. Do you think you can forgive yourself on everything? Are there things that you can't forgive yourself for? I think um, that we all wrestle with that. I told my seniors, I used to say this to my seniors a lot, getting old is the accumulation of regrets. So, I mean, you're, you're old. Sounds back really on depressing. Your, I know it is. But, okay, the flip side is you've got to look at the moment. Like, I want to see as many sunrises as I can and as many sunsets. Well, I, now I, what I'm trying to say is I want to live in the moment. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay? <laughs> I want to be present and, and to be fully there in every moment. You don't want to feel like you're like half in one place and half in another place. You want to feel like you're, you know, you're getting in that fast living almost. Yeah, but it's not even just about... Like, say I go into class and there's a student who's really upset and they stay after class and they start talking to me and something really bad happened to them. I want to be, I want to be present. I'm not saying I want to fix it. I don't even think that I can. Maybe I can give some advice. I don't want to be distracted. I don't want to be thinking about something else. I want to be because, okay, like if you had me, I read this moment, like Siddhartha in, in Herman Hesse's book. What is he writing there? What is Grover's interjecting something? Grover, what are you saying? It says like in Siddhartha, look. Yes. There is an eternity in every moment. Like if you listen, if you're present enough, The good and the bad is present there. Do you think that that's why when you have certain times when you just like remember a moment or something just really stands out and you can like just recall it? Uh, Absolutely. Think that's one of those I think something is speaking deeply. And I think that if you reflect on more of those moments and you're fully present, you have more of those. Not, and you know what? Not every moment is like deep and profound. Sometimes you're just like enjoying being alive. Like you're with your friends. The sun is shining. Like it's so awesome. Yeah. There's awesomeness in this world too. I think what you're saying is very, very hard to do. Yeah. Because what I've noticed is like it's a lot easier to reflect back on 
let's say when I was a lot younger, I don't know, at like elementary school, and to like remember how great those moments were, it's a lot easier to do that than to think about now and how great these moments right. are. Yeah. I mean, in 10 years, we're going to probably think the same thing about yeah, high school. Exactly. exactly. Right? Yeah. The present always seems harder. You're in the moment. There's lots of stuff going on. Maybe like nostalgia is more powerful. It is. Yeah. But trying to find that centeredness in the moment now. Well, I'm thinking about, you know, third grade, summer break, I'm in my room, <laughs> playing Clash Royale on my phone. Man, those are the good days. I don't even know what Clash Royale is, but it sounds good. <laughs> it's my time. <laughs> hey, Mark, laughter is good. <laughs> laughter is precious. It is. So what is your faith background? Uh, my parents aren't religious. Mm-hmm. Um, but you said you believe in a God. I, yeah, I do. Because there's like... Which, so, which one? Is there one in particular? Or just no, just... Some, somebody. Just do God you talk to this God ever? Uh, I try to. Have I don't, you I don't ever think felt I've... the presence of that God? Um, not, not really. I think I can kind of relate to you. Like, sometimes I try to talk, even though I don't... Mm-hmm think somebody's there yeah yeah, yeah. i've only but, gotten like i am i think i've only, only gotten like one response wait you've gotten a response well that's what i think like a sign you know did he like hi mark <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't actually you, were you sure you got a text this is pretty deep i mean i you should feel you should feel perfectly fine saying uh, i'm not I, for, I forgot what it was it's like fourth grade um, <laughs> text from it. I don't know. I think I I actually I asked my parents. So my parents don't believe in any gods, and I asked them why, and they told me it's because they were never they never learned about any, and so I'm like, I don't know. I feel like that's not a good reason mm-hmm. because are you not gonna believe in like something so powerful just because you didn't try? Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like in my life, I kind of want to experiment a little bit with. That's good. With what? <laughs> different like, with different with religions and belief systems. Yeah. Jerry, I, did the, I mean, I studied religions and took classes on them and read on my own. Um, do I you guys have one more I question? Have, I have one, one last one, question. One last question. Wrap up. So oh, yeah. you studied like a lot of history. Mm-hmm. A lot of... Oh, wait, do we want to talk about climate change? <laughs> it's, it's your question, bud. Does this have to be the last one? Well, I mean, we, yeah, I yeah, think we're, Mr. We're Ragnar's got okay. to go. Yeah. All right. So you've studied a lot of history mm-hmm. and um, a lot of topics. How would you say that knowledge has influenced what you your decisions today, what you do today? Because, you know, that saying, history repeats itself. Do you think even just in a small degree, you kind of use that... Uh, okay. Um, History is too complex to repeat itself, but there are definitely patterns. And it's great to see students begin to see those patterns. Like my seventh graders, they're so fascinated with what is happening in Ukraine and Russia. They made predictions and they they studied, they learned from the past, they learned about the 
circumstances. So I definitely think that studying history, you can learn patterns and you can see things. And it's made me very anxious for our time period. I mean, we were just debating whether we had time for climate change, but I mean, the 21st century is gonna be one of the most turbulent centuries, I think, in humankind. And we're just at the start of it. I actually wish I was your age so I could see. I'm hoping to make 2050. That'll get me through half of it, and I'll get to see that half. But it's gonna be very interesting. Mr. Nicholas quotes a Chinese proverb. It goes something like, beware of living during interesting times. And this is a very interesting time to be alive. Hmm. I don't know if I answered your question. What was the question again? <laughs> it was, it was... Uh, how, how has your knowledge of history influenced your decisions today? I mean, when you say my decision, just like how I live my life, or yeah, like I think it was like you're living. I guess in the yeah, or like you know the choices that you make, big choices, small choices. Definitely, you know I think you, um, if you study history, if you do not fight authoritarianism and bigotry and hatred, it can roll over you. You've got to stand up and fight it. Yeah. You know, it's like, I feel like humans have built so many problems for themselves. And well, like, it just sort of- I will say that um, humans only focus on the problems because we have solutions for the problems and then we don't focus on those anymore. We focus on the new problems. Yeah. So there's always more and more problems, but always... maybe sometimes you have to look at like what humankind has actually solved. Yeah. Jerry, maybe maybe it would have been better if we just we were all Paleolithic, you know? <laughs> have you ever thought about that? I'm sorry. That's what I think. If we were I think about if that. We, if we were I mean, so I get what you're saying, Jerry, but with increasing complexity also come comes increasing problems. Like but maybe overreach. it also comes increasing meaning. Like advancing. <laughs> it, I totally get that too. Building. Like when I ask you guys, well, um, would you rather live in the Paleolithic age or in the modern world with modern medicine? We start thinking about modern medicine and we start thinking, well, complexity is pretty good. Yeah. But we've created, I think Mark's Correct. We've created a lot of problems too, yeah. and often our solutions result in unintended consequences that we don't I anticipate. That. This was tremendously fun. Yeah, I mean, thanks for coming yeah, on. Thank you for it was way a great deep. conversation. We got yeah. pretty deep we there. Did. For yeah, a while. yeah. Um, it was a really good discussion. I think. Yeah. I found it extremely fun. Me too. Thank yeah. you, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Wagner. Yeah. Um, for the listeners, um, make sure to follow the Instagram <laughs> at, at F2F Podcast. And, and uh, make sure to give Spotify. us a five-star on Spotify. 
Um, I mean, yeah, Mr. Wagner, thank you for coming on. Thank yeah. you for having me. I enjoyed me. having you.